our Lord talks about marriage, so, and it's also, um, for that reason, it's um, World Marriage Sunday, a weekend to pray, especially for marriage. I'm not going to talk too much about that in particular, but we are going to do a little blessing over our married couples today, later in the, in the celebration. I'm going to delve right into it because our Lord does challenge us. Um, how do you understand your, your way of living out His path, the, the good life, the, the life true to the way of God? Is it rule following? Is it not rule following? Is it, is it, is it from within and, and your feelings? And, and what does that mean? And how does that work? Or, or what is it? And he's obviously, the world looks at religion sometimes today and, and kind of sees it the way Jesus sees the fires. He's saying, so look, they're all about the externals and rule following. That's all religion ever is. No, Jesus criticizes that. But what does he say? And how do we understand it? How, we, how do we live it out? And I want to summarize what we're going to talk about with the last line of Psalm 19. Give me discernment that I may observe your truth and keep it with all my heart from the very depths of my being. It's actually a topic of integrity, integral, wholeness. What I do on the outside simply reflects who I am on the inside. So we'll talk about that. Our Lord kind of challenges us. He says, unless your way of living, your holiness, your fidelity to God's ways, your, your, your goodness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees. Those people over there who are all focused on the letter of the law and the legalistic stuff of religion and getting all the rules right. Unless you surpass that, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was say, sure, you shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. These things on the outside. But I say to you, and he goes deeper. Following me, Jesus says, living the, the truth of the human heart is not about externals. It's not about legalism and rule following. It's not about minimalism, the obligations, getting the obligations right. It's not about appearances, how people see you. Do you look holy? Do you not look holy? Do you look good? Do you not look good? You've heard it was said, whatever, 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 but I say to you, go deeper, go to the heart. Human life, human action as human is not surface level. It's not the beginning with what people see you do on the outside. It's not rule following. I do it because everyone else is doing it. I conform. That's not human action. To be human, it's deeper. Yes, there are those external things. There are, you could say, instincts or, or, or rules that we follow. There is our... Right, you say man is part animal, right? Like there's biology, there's, there's instinct and, and, and chemical things and hormonal things, passions, feelings, all these that do influence our decisions, our appetites. But man is more than that. Women, men are not animals. Even though sometimes you hear that. Just kidding. But he is something about the physical, but I think Aristotle would define the human person as rational animal able to perceive order, ratio, order in things. Man is endowed with reason and will, mind and heart. He is not determined. There are a whole bunch of philosophies about determinism, materialism. Man has to act according to his instincts. Man has to act according to his chemicals. Man is not free to do all these other things that we pretend we can do. No, man is very free. You and I are very free. Left in the hands of his own counsel. The word for man is homo sapiens, right? Homo sapiens, that wisdom of this creature, this enigma amidst a world full of animals and plants. There's something more to man. He has wisdom, self-awareness, and freedom. So it talks about, Jesus talks about not just whoever does whatever commits adultery. He says, whoever looks at a person with lust 
in his heart. Or with lust has already sinned in his heart. Human action starts not on the outside, but from the heart. And the heart, in biblical terms, in church terms, is not the biological organ of the heart. It's rather the core of man, the innermost self, the inner sanctum, where man and woman is alone with God. That's who you are. And human action as human occurs first and most there in the heart. Almost independent of what happens on the outside. Sin, what Jesus is talking about today, like the sins that we commit, they start on the heart. It's a stain, a twisting of the heart. Likewise, goodness, love, virtue, it starts not in the external things, but from the heart. That's why you hear the phrase, it's the thought that counts. It's the heart. Is it good? Is it choosing good? Or is it bad in choosing to twist itself? That's why good actions are also defined, you can say, like, which makes me more human, more humane. And bad actions, kind of like a deforming, making me less human, more animal-like, more according to my lower instincts, more according to my addictions, with less awareness, less control, therefore deformed and less human. My heart is twisted. My heart is corrupted. So that's what we're talking about, and just a few little points about, according to Jesus, decision-making, human action. First thing to keep in mind about all this is like a ground level for human action. It is free action. And so I want to emphasize that, that self-awareness, becoming aware of myself. Step one. You don't have that, then we're on the animal level. And we live in a world that has very little time for reflection, for pausing and getting to know what's going on in my heart, what's going on with my feelings, what's going on with my desires, what are my desires, what do I really want, who am I, who am I not? Like those questions kind of get pushed to the side because we're so busy. We're so stressed about school, about sports, about dance, about all these other things. We're so focused on video games and entertainment and the cell phone and smartphone. I haven't asked myself that question in decades. Who am I? That's a stupid question. No, it's the question. It's the foundation in order to make any other decision you need to make. Who am I when I'm alone with God? When no one is watching? What are my desires? The deeper ones. So often our young people ask, well, what are you going to major in in college? Oh, I don't know. Engineering pays a lot of money. Maybe I'll go for that. Doctors, they get a lot of money. I'll go for that. No, no, no. Who are you? You've had five years of high school. You've got a few more years of college. Get your degree to, between you and God. Get a degree in yourself. Who are you? Then figure out, hopefully around the same time, like, okay, what do I want to do with the gifts I've been given, the life I've been given, the talents I have? Get to know my temperament, the default raw material that I have. I'm more predisposed to certain things. I'm predisposed to react certain ways. What is that? What are my feelings and how do they influence me? All that awareness of myself. What's going on? That's just level one, step one, before you do anything else. Self-awareness. Slow down. Live with greater recollection. Literally recollecting yourself. Like being aware of the whole me. All that I've been given. What are my impulses? The habits too. The habits, like the habits, good, good or bad, at least get to know that they are there. I have these habits. They dispose me to act a certain way. Before I've acted, I have some predispositions. So it's level one, actually level zero, like baseline. Then when you realize how the human heart is made, how we make decisions, how God has made us, 
back in old, like Aristotle and others talk about ethics, like an action is not one simple thing. Do or not to do. Follow the rule, don't follow the rule. Do the good, do the bad. It's actually, there's first a predisposition. Because of the way you're made, man, woman, whatever, your mind, your heart, your will, your desires, and the fact that creation around you is good, is attractive. Then you start with what I would just call like a simple apprehension. Pre-rational, but very natural. The cookies are baking in the oven and it smells really good. I feel inclined towards that. Can't even help it. Didn't even think about it. Who likes cookie dough? You might like cookie dough, just eating cookie dough all by itself. Just cookie dough, just eat it. Right? Why would you cook that? Just eat it. But you have that predisposition, ooh, it's good, I like cookie dough. I see a girl in class and she's cute, she's attractive, and I feel in my heart an attraction to beauty. Vice versa, women, like, we feel it's a natural thing, it's a good thing, it's a neutral thing, level zero, so like this, this is a simple apprehension. I see a good, I recognize the goodness. We're not even into morality yet, we're just understanding what, what it's built upon. So I acknowledge that. Or I, I hear about an injustice, an unfairness to my friend, and I feel a certain way about that, hopefully bad. I feel that. I feel angry. I can't believe they treated my friend that way, or they treated me that way. There's a natural and neutral, initial, like, pre-rational reaction going on inside of me. The next phase, though, of the action Something happens, there's some sort of stimulus, there's some sort of like out there, and I'm stuff going on inside of me towards that stimulus. Again, the irrational animal just sees stimulus, response, stimulus, response, stimulus, response, activity, not human action. The human person has a moment of becoming aware and realizing, oh, okay, right, this stuff is going on. What do I do with this stuff going on inside of me? I have this feeling of the cookies baking in the oven, I have this inclination to take one, I see this person, and I, I feel inclined to, to dwell on them, to, to... What do I do with that? And this is where Jesus is today. This is very important. This is where human action, sin, or goodness is of the heart, right here. This moment of choice. And it's not yet on the outside. What does my heart choose to do with this stuff in front of me right now, in this moment of choice? What do I choose? Where does my heart settle? I'm watching the news and something in the news is getting on my nerves and the politics that are going on around me and I'm getting all stirred up and heated up and I, and I choose what? As soon as I realize it. What do I do? Well, obviously, Father, I keep watching because I want to know. I want to know more and, and fill myself with more. What is it doing to you? Our Lord says about anger, right? That anger is not okay to cultivate. You're driving on the highway and this guy cuts you off and you lean out your window, you stick out your hand and you say, Raka! I don't know what Raka means, but it probably was something like that. Before you got there, you were already too far. Well, Father, I didn't say anything. My kids were there. I didn't say anything. You already got too far. Your heart already sinned. That's where our Lord is going. It's not the externals. It's your heart. Well, Lord, Father, I didn't have any control. Well, that's, okay, step one, self-aware. Get in control of myself. Get aware of myself. That's what it means to be human, to make human actions, human decisions. There's that deliberate moment. I deliberate, and I make a deliberate choice. I'm intentional. My heart settles. 
I felt attracted. This woman was beautiful. She works. She's there and whatever. We're, t- we're, we're chit-chatting. We're, she's kind of flirty. It's, awesome. it's pretty neat. I, I like it. Oh, but I, I, I'm married. And this relationship can't go anywhere that way. So what do I do with that? I stop it. I redirect it. I choose something in that moment. Before that, it was neutral. As soon as I realized and see the picture and rational, get the order of things, long-term, short-term, like this is, where am I going? I choose now something. Hopefully the right thing. That's the moment of decision. I'm going to indulge this attraction. I'm going to pursue it, even in my, whether my thoughts or my actions, there's a choice. You, you're, you have freedom over your thoughts too. Well, I didn't do it. I just thought about it. Well, you chose to think about it. You chose to think more about it. You indulged that thought. You've already fallen past the line. You've already defined your heart in the wrong way or the right way. It's a moment of self-definition. Like God gives us that grace to define who are you going to be. We talk about temperament. You have these predispositions, these, these attitudes. Like, I see my, I'm coming, maybe a, kind of a choleric temperament, a more angry, more passionate. I react quickly without thinking. That's my predisposition. And how I wish I were like John Smith, who's super serene and calm, and gosh, I'm so envious of him. Well, okay, but he's got a different predisposition. Get to know yours, and then forge over those things your character. Who are you going to be? Learn to make those decisions within your heart. To make yourself the person you want to be, hopefully that God wants you to be. And then the last part of the action, okay, the simple apprehension, just awareness, we're human, we feel things, we react, whatever. Then there's an action of the heart. I'm going to do this, I want to do this. Then there's actually what happens on the outside. And for Jesus, that's almost the least important. I was going to get my wife flowers for Valentine's Day. I was all over it. I even put it in my calendar. And the expensive ones, not the cheap ones. I was going there, Father. I was all over it. I left work early even. And I got to the store and they were out of flowers. And I was late for dinner and she was going to be angry, so I left. Father, did I do the right thing? Am I okay? Did I love my wife the way I was supposed to on Valentine's Day? Between you and God? Absolutely. Now you might want to call a friend and say, hey, could you drop off some roses at my house? Because I want my wife to know how my heart feels about her. But the external, whether I could or could not realize it, it's there and it's important, but the, the choice was already made in the heart. That's what our Lord keeps emphasizing. We're married and we're kind of aggravated with each other, so we're kind of just coexisting. I'm mad at her, she's mad at me, we're not really talking, but at least we're still married, Father. Our Lord would say, uh-uh. Go deeper than that. What are you choosing on a daily basis in your home? I talk to um, every now and then I've, I've been blessed to journey with, with police officers, and, and some have shared, in the line of duty, they've had to pull the trigger. And they struggle with that. It's actually healthy that you should struggle with that. It should never be okay, simply, if you had to do that. But the question is not, what did you do on the outside? Our Lord would say, what were you trying to do? Were you defending the victim? Were you defending somebody? Yes, but Father, I pulled the trigger. No, were you defending the innocent? Protecting the innocent? Because that's your job. Or, 
Were you hateful and vengeful towards that person and you pulled the trigger that way? Two very different human actions. And our Lord would applaud one and condemn the other. Say, you need to go to confession. That's not okay. And you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless your holiness surpasses the externals. That's why when you hear the phrase, well, I'm a good person, I haven't killed anybody, as if that were the limit. Our Lord's like, no, no, I see your heart. I'm looking towards your heart. There's a lot more we could go into, but I just want to leave it at that. Like sometimes you, you hear people like, Father, forgive me because I, I accidentally hit my brother. Well, if it was an accident, don't worry about it. Oh no, Father, I actually wanted to hit him. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about that. But it's, it's what you wanted. It's what you freely and consciously and intentionally chose to do. Our Lord is going right there and saying, that's the real you. That's the you I see every day. And that you, as good as you are, needs to change even more. Follow me more closely. That's why we come to Holy Communion. Talking about simple apprehension and the, the, the moral decision, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to Mass and Father Steve's doing the Mass. Oh, I hate that because he talks forever. That's simple apprehension. Okay, don't worry about that. That's the first part. What do you do with that? Is the question. I hate coming to Mass. I get nothing out of it. I'm being dragged to Mass every Sunday for 10, 15 years of my life. Well, your heart never got into it, so you might have actually lost out on a lot of what God wanted to offer. No, don't worry. The sacrament still actually does a little bit, which is awesome. But I was actually looking at the heart. It was such an opportunity that I was given, and I squandered it because my heart never chose to love. It simply pushed back. So even if the outside certain things were happening, on the inside, our Lord was like, yes, but I see you. And we need to work on some things. But we do come to Mass, we do come to Communion, we do go to Confession, because at the end of the day, when our Lord challenges in our brokenness, it's hard for us. In fact, Jesus himself would say, for mankind, this is impossible. But not for God. We had a men's night on Thursday, and they were discussing the same Gospel, and they're like, well, honestly, Father, if I'm real... We'd all be walking around with one eye out, plucked out because it led us to sin, hand cut off because it caused me to sin, leg cut off, and we'd be hopping around like idiots. It's not that, but it's deeper than that. But it is true, it is challenging for us. We need to receive the strength that comes from God. That's why we come. Because the standard of living that Jesus calls us to live, the standard of human action and goodness and love and virtue is not the outside stuff. It's not the rule following on the outside. It's not even appearances of, well, everyone says she's a holy person. Who cares? What's your heart doing, wanting, seeking? The scrupulous person struggles in some ways, the lax person struggles in other ways, but I'll leave that aside. But just like you yourself before God, what did you do? What do you do right now? What are you choosing? How are you making yourself, defining who you're going to be? Because that's when it happens. And the intentional choices, which then form intentional habits, which then forms the character that you are, or you squander your life getting nowhere. I followed my feelings, Father. They led me in circles. Today I liked him, tomorrow I didn't. I got nowhere. Who are you? What do you want? And the Lord says, choose me. Well, God made me lazy, Father. No, God gave you an awareness of your laziness to do something with it. We ask the Blessed Mother to help us because we know that the journey's long, the journey's hard, and we often give in and go with the flow. And our Lord's like, I'm not asking you to go with the flow. 
I'm asking you to be you, true to you, true to the way I've made you to become. Amen? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.